Constellation. 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 Hello, and welcome to Soulful Wildflowers, a podcast where we explore topics and modalities to help raise your vibration, strengthen your internal guidance system, and your connection with self. I'm Carrie, a writer, emotional wellness coach, empath, and explorer of spirituality. My goal is to awaken the lightworker inside of you by discussing topics you may have previously thought out of reach. So welcome to Woo Woo 101, a down-to-earth approach to spirituality. As Dolly Parton once said, wildflowers don't care where they grow. So no matter where you are in your awakening, years in or just starting to explore, you're exactly where you need to be. We're so grateful you're here and can't wait to grow with you. Welcome. This is another episode of the Soulful Wildflowers podcast. My name is Carrie Fox, your host. And today we are going to talk about Myers-Briggs personality types. And the reason I wanted to talk about this today is because this was something that I used, again, as a tool in my toolbox um, on my road to self-discovery many moons ago when I started. And um, I just found the information really helpful. And it's a tool that's accessible to anybody. You can get it online and, um, well, well, we'll dive into it here. So... And I'm going to read right from their website. So Myers-Briggs is, it's um, MBTI, so it's Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. It's essentially a personality inventory to help with the idea of psychological types described by C.G. Jung and help people better understand themselves. Um, The theory of psychological type was introduced in the 1920s by Carl G. Jung, and the MBTI tool was developed in the 1940s by Isabel Brigg Myers, and the original research was done back in the 1940s and 1950s. But the research is ongoing, and it's something that is online and now accessible to millions of people worldwide. So you can go on the website to learn more about this. It's myersbriggs.org, and it's M-Y-E-R-S-B-R-I-G-G-S dot org. Um, and there's all kinds of information on here, but I'm going to speak a little bit um, very high level. I am not a uh, expert by any means, and I'm just going to read the information um, as I learned it from the website. And hopefully if this is something that you're interested in, you can look into it as well. And um So essentially, there's these four different uh, attributes that each of us have, and the four attributes are broken down by basically either this or that, right? You're either one or the other, and um, the combination of those different attributes makes up your Myers-Briggs personality type. So I personally am an INFJ, and each of these... um, are characterized by a letter, an initial essentially, um, based off of the four attributes, and then the combination of them placed together or strung together becomes what your personality type is. So the four are information, decisions, structure, and it says favorite world, which is interesting. So we'll go through all four of those really quick, but favorite world, do you prefer to focus on the outer world or are you more focused on the inner world? So this is called extroversion or introversion. And I think we're all very familiar with what that is. 
I am no shock an introverted individual. <laughs> information. Do you prefer to focus on the basic information you take in or do you prefer to interpret and add meaning? So this is called either sensing with an S or intuition with an N. And I'm sure you can guess where I fall. Structure. In dealing with the outside world, do you prefer to get things decided or you prefer to stay open to new information or options? So this is called judging or perceiving. And then decisions. When making decisions, do you prefer to look at logic and consistency or first look at the people in spe special circumstances? This is considered thinking or feeling. So again, each of these have um, individual letters. So E for extroversion, I for introversion, S for sensing, N for intuition. And as you go through these um, and you string those four letters together, it basically makes up your personality type. And then based on that, there's all kinds of information that you can dive into. So um, this is actually done through a, a quiz. And I've seen multiple versions of this. Um, like if you type in Myers-Briggs quiz or test or personality test, um, you'll find lots of different versions of this. Um, I believe there's a paid version on the Myers-Briggs website if that's something that you're interested in. But the, and this is not by any means like a 10 question quiz. This is a very length, lengthy, in-depth um, question. I, I believe it's 100 questions or more depending on what version you're using. And um, it would be something that I would recommend you like have some quiet time to do. I wouldn't try to do this when your kids are running about or um, you're at work or I don't know, maybe even on a lunch break. I don't know that you would get it all done. <laughs> um, so it's something that I recommend if this is something you're interested in, set aside some time. So I'm also going to share, I actually took the quiz on the Personality Hacker website. So personalityhacker.com. It is a website that was created by Joel Mark Witt and Antonio Dodge, and they also have a podcast, Personality Hackers. If you haven't listened to it and you are into Meyer Briggs personality type, like once you figure out what your personality type is, um, definitely check out their podcast. They break it down, um, and honestly, their voices are so... I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. They're very soothing. Like I really enjoy listening to them. Um, I find their banter really amusing as well. And so once again, you kind of dive into figure out what your personality type is. Um, once you take the quiz, you can read more about that, but it's personalityhackers.com with Joel and Antonio. Antonia, sorry. So as I mentioned earlier, I am an INFJ. So just going back, that is introversion, intuition, feeling, and judging. Um, that definitely describes me quite a bit to a T. <laughs> and I wanted to read some, um, some different things because I imagine that if you're in this realm of um, self-discovery, you are probably falling into one of those categories as well. So I'm going to read a little bit about um, INFJs in particular. Also, I just find it interesting to, we're going to personality dissect the podcast host here. <laughs> and um, if any of this resonates with you, let me know because maybe you are also an INFJ. So, okay. So obviously, 
INFJs are introverts. And the one thing about this is that, um, gosh, like for me personally, they're introverts kind of like on the outside, right? Like the, they're more, at least for me, I'm more of an observer. Like I would rather sit on the outside and observe everybody and how they interact because my brain is constantly going like, um, finding patterns and recognition and, and using my intuition to kind of, um, weave information together. And a lot of the times I'm subconsciously doing it. I don't even recognize that I'm, I'm personality <laughs> dissecting other people based on, based on their, um, their mannerisms. Another thing with INFJs is that they're, they're very observant, right? They're that intuition piece of it allows them to do that pattern recognition. And so when they can be kind of, um, awkward in a sense, because when you're speaking to an INFJ, you may be saying one thing, but they're actually reading your body language, which is describing something else. So, um, they have a very low tolerance for bullshit. <laughs> I personally think because, um, they can very easily see through, you know, you're saying one thing, but they're actually reading something else and, and their perception that they have that pattern recognition where they can, can kind of like weed through. It's like, you know, the matrix where it's like all ones and zeros. And you're like, this looks like absolutely nothing to me, but to an INFJ, they're like, oh, that's a, I don't know, a daylily in the color of orange, which is natural to the state of Maryland. Or, you know, that's a really strange example. I don't know why I said that, but it's like, you're given information that you don't know what it looks like nothing to you, but as an INFJ, they can like uh, dissect and weed out information. It's really interesting. Um, the other thing with INFJs, this shouldn't be a, a shocker, but they are, you know, with the feeling, the F for feeling, they are highly emotional individuals. Um, and they are also have an ability to absorb other people's emotions. So I think there is um, a correlation with being an empath and being an INFJ. Also, one thing that I read that I found really interesting is that if you are an INFJ, it's actually one of the most rare uh, Meyer-Briggs types that the supposedly the volume of INFJs is the least out of all the Meyer, Myers-Briggs types. And I forget, it was something like 3% of the population. It's relatively small, but um, compared to the other types that are out there, if you're an INFJ, apparently you are rather rare. Um, so again, there's that correlation between being an empath and being able to um, absorb other people's emotions. So it's not, you know, if we go back to the definition of what an empath is, it's not just empathy, like you're feeling sad and, oh, I'm so sorry that you're feeling sad. It's no, as an empath, I literally feel sad with you. Or if you're grieving, I'm literally grieving with you. Whatever emotion that is coming up for you, I am also experiencing physically in my body. Um, so taking a step back, your heart is electro, has its own electromagnetic field. So, you know, if you are, think of your, your heart, um, you know, 
giving off wavelengths and each emotion that you feel has a different, like that wavelength looks different. And so if you are happy, maybe your wavelength is like really smooth and um, circular, like going up and down. And so if you're an empath and you are in somebody's um, electromagnetic field that their heart is giving off, you can literally, your electromagnetic field and their electromagnetic field essentially intertwine. And so all of a sudden your your wavelengths are mimicking that of that other person. So that's why you're you're essentially literally feeling those emotions in your body because you are um, absorbing, if you will, and imitating what the other person is feeling. So again, and as an empath, that is another um, trait that you may have being INFJ. Um, what's interesting about INFJs is that you know, they are feelers, but they also have this pattern recognition recognition going on. So they're very emotional, but it's like masked emotion. So you may be, how am I trying to say this? Um, you may be in a situation where you're really anxious, like maybe, you know, again, you're an introvert, so maybe you're going out to, um, I don't know, a family event or something, and being around people is just making, makes you anxious in general because you are an introvert. So on the inside, you're completely flipping out and like, oh my God, am I wearing the right outfit? You know, is my hair a mess? Or um, last time I talked to uncle so-and-so, he really triggered me. Am I gonna be triggered this time? Like. All this conversation and prior pattern recognition that recognition that's not even a word reckon recognizing recognition there we go that you did um, is like circling through your mind but on the outside like you're you're just stone right so you're a feeler an intense feeler but on the same time you're not necessary you may not necessarily be expressing that feeling um, until later on like probably when you accumulated too much emotion and then it all explodes outside of you. Um, so it's interesting. You're very emotional, but you're also rational because you're doing that, that um, you're cataloging everything. You're taking everything in and you're analyzing. That's the word I'm looking for. You're very analytical and you're analyzing everything that you're seeing, but at the same time, so like your brain's really busy, but at the same time, your feelings are out of control and um, it's super, it's just super. <laughs> so um, obviously, you know, INFJs are highly emotional, but they are, I would consider intelligent as well because you are a sponge. You literally, any information that you are acquiring, you're soaking it up and like, putting it in your little filing cabinet inside your head and completely random. But I would personally like to know if anybody else considers this. If you've seen, oh man, what's that movie? I have never been diagnosed with ADHD, but <laughs> um, I can't think of that movie. The movie with the little, the little um, emotions and they're like individuals like you you have anger and joy and they're literally the little people, the cartoon in there inside your head. And it's like this whole big giant filing cabinet of all of your past experiences. And, and they kind of get lost in that maze. That's what it feels like in my head. 
is that <laughs> there's this filing cabinet of way too much information, most of it useless. Um, yeah, sorry, tangent. I swear I've never been diagnosed with ADHD, but I question myself. Um, so going back, going back. So yes, okay, so you're you're very emotional, but at the same time you're you have this pattern rec recognition. So you're accumulating all you're analytical, you're accumulating all of this knowledge. So there's there's these like two two sides of you that don't feel like they mesh, right? Like this over emotional, intuitive version of you, and then this like analytical pattern side of you. So it's interesting because they say that, you know, and you because you are an introvert, it's very difficult for you to make friends. INFJs do not like small talk. Like they're not going to be like, how's the weather? And if they are, it's fake. Like that's not what they want to talk about. Um, an INFJ is somebody who wants to know your innermost darkest secrets. And what's interesting is that if you do happen to have a relationship with an INFJ, you will find yourself sharing your innermost darkest secrets with that individual because um, there's, I think there's something about them that is very nurturing and motherly and they have an ability to hold space for you in a way because they are big feelers. Um, they can empath empathize with what you're feeling and so they can hold space for you as you let out these big emotions or big experiences that you've bottled in. So I would not surprise me, um, you know, INFJs career-wise, they find themselves mostly in like caretaker roles, nurses, therapists, life coaches, um, maybe veterinary medicine, and they find themselves taking care of others because they, they have this capacity to hold space and process things differently than I think most people do. So the ability to reflect back to you when you're saying one thing. Again, we talked about how you may be saying something, but as an INFJ, they can read what you're not saying. And then they're able to reflect that back to you in a way that you're just like, it's that little puzzle piece that you you were missing to kind of recognize maybe a pattern that, um, a destructive pattern or behavioral pattern that, that you couldn't pinpoint. And INFJs have a really um, amazing way to, to bring that back to you in a way that, that allows you to kind of complete the circle of that experience that you've had. So they're extremely emotional, um, intimately emotional, like they don't do superficial very well. And I think you'll find that with an INFJ, you'll, they'll be more introverted and, and um, more closed off when there's a lot of superficial like you're at the grocery store or something like nobody you know nobody wants to talk about soul contracts and and um, deceased loved ones and um, you know behavioral destruction patterns that that in the middle of a grocery store right like the, they they crave also um, as an INFJ you crave finding individuals that can meet you at that level because not a lot of people are willing to share 
so vulnerably, right? I think as an INFJ, you really look for a counterpart that can help be, um, be vulnerable with you as you are figuring yourself out too. I think that's, that's something, at least for me personally, that I am very passionate about, obviously with this podcast here, is learning more about myself and why do I, why do, I do the things that I do? Why do I, um, what triggers me? What makes me tick? What gets, you know, what brings me joy? What gets me excited to get up in the morning? And um, it's really hard to find other individuals who are willing to dive down that rabbit hole with you and explore so again, you may be really introverted, but you have this like craving to explore the unknown and explore the universe in a way that most people are like, uh, no thanks. <laughs> like you're a little out there, my friend. Um, but I think that's a lot of fun too. So when, when you find your people, you are extremely loyal and extremely compassionate and, and, um, I think for an INFJ, you probably tend to have, and, and this is coming intuitively now, but you tend to have more long-term relationships. Um, you don't do like, I don't know, seasoned relationships, if that makes sense. And that's just not with like a partner in your life, but also with your family or with your friends. Like when you have a friend, you have a friend for life. Um, and it's making me think if you've known uh, Jess, my co-host, who's been on several times before, um, her and I have been friends since elementary school. I've known her like literally all my life. So it's it's one of those things where when you make a friend, <laughs> they're in it ride, ride or die for life, my friend. So um, it's pretty cool. Um, so a couple more things about INFJs. So I saw this, so introvertdeer.com, um, I am, this is something that I found many moons ago. They have several articles about Meyer-Briggs types, um, but I really enjoyed this, this um, thought that they had here. So it's, I'm an inconsistent communicator, and I love this. So you're both great and terrible at public speaking. INFJs are so scatter-minded that they're often incoherent and illogical in conversations. Um, Mems on the internet compare the INFJ's mind to that of a computer that cannot work properly because it has 100 tabs open. This is how I feel when talking to people I don't know well. I don't function very well. The only time I sound coherent is when I prepare in advance. If I have a moment to collect my thoughts, I can be a passionate and confident speaker. So um, this is whoever wrote this article, you know, they're talking about inconsistent communication with INFJs. And I, this to me is like fantastic. So when I write, when because I love writing, and when I write, I find that I am so fluent and um, I, I personally feel like I'm in sync and everything's just flowing and, you know, I don't stumble over my words. But when I'm speaking, speaking, <laughs> which is ironic that I, I have a podcast, um, when I'm speaking, I get tongue-tied because my brain is like jumping from one thing to the next. Um, like we were talking about, we're going to, you know, talking about that movie and I can still can't think of the name of it. I, we're, I need my brother on here to tell me what the name of this movie is because he would know. Um, 
this is going to drive me insane. So the movie where there's the, the four different characters and they play joy and anger and sadness and angst, maybe. I'm not sure what, what the, the fourth one is, but they're inside um, the little girl's mind. And um, again, I'm, I'm going off topic again. But see, is that it's, there's two sides to the INFJ when they're trying to communicate. You kind of have this like ADHD version that's like squirrel and <laughs> gets very, um, I don't know, lost in their own thoughts. And it is not uncommon for me to have a conversation with somebody and stop mid-conversation and just completely like forget the fact that I'm having a conversation with somebody. Like it, 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 there are instances where I squirrel in my own thought process. Um, so yes, inconsistent communicator. But those are just a couple of traits of the INFJ. Um, again, you can go to Meyer Briggs website or personalityhacker.com. Um, they both have quizzes there where you can you can find your own Myers Briggs personality type. Um, I'd be curious if you listen to this podcast and you do know what your your Myers Briggs personality type is. Let me know um, whether you're live with me on Facebook. Let me know in the comments, or you know, send me an email. I'm so curious if you are also if anybody is listening to this and you are also an INFJ. Um, you know, our we're, we're the rarest, man. We have to stick together. We have to uh, <laughs> build community. So reach out. I would love to hear from you. Um, this was going to be a short one today, but I thought it was, again, something that I used in my toolkit um, when on my self-discovery process and I thought would be kind of cool to share with you guys. So I hope you find it informational and helpful. Let me know what your your personality type is. Um a couple of notes. I do have an opening for um, coaching if anybody is interested for the spring. So um, spring is interesting. Spring brings a lot of change and a lot of new beginnings. It's a really great opportunity. There's this energy that comes with spring that um, I think personally brings a lot of momentum. So this is a really great time. If you've been thinking about coaching, you're not really sure what a life coach is, uh, working with an intuitive life coach. If you're curious, you want more information, feel free to reach out to me. I would be happy to chat or we can get on a call and discuss it a little bit. Um, so I do have an opening there if you're interested in a coaching package. And then also don't forget about our Patreon membership. So that is something that um, is still open. If you are interested, definitely check it out. So there's a couple of different tiers. You can do a monthly Oracle card reading, which I do collective for the group, or there is a third tier where if you wanted to do um, group coaching, we'll actually get live on Zoom together. You have um, an hour to ask your questions and, you know, it's, Right now, check it out. There's not a whole lot going on there. So um, you get some personal one-on-one -on -one time with me. It's definitely a more affordable approach um, as opposed to my coaching practice, co coaching package. So if that's something that you're interested in, check it out. And if you guys have any questions, let me know. If there's any topics you'd like for me to touch on, um, reach out. I'd love to hear from you. So that's all for today, my friends, and we will talk next week. Bye.